This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Him With Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. I Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because I couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the podcast whisperer, the Cohiba smoker, the 1738 sipper. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? Yo, and it's your boy, Dame Going Wild. <laughs> Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode 113. Uh, Dame is in Arizona, and I'm about to um, give him a call, so he's going to be calling in. Uh, let's see. This nigga pick up the phone. All right. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what up, guy? Chum, you ready? Man, you live on the podcast right now, fam. Motherfucker, what's up? What's good, man? I did my intro. You got to do yours, man. Yo, yo, yo. It's your man, Dame Go Wild, live from, uh, what is this motherfucker? Tempe, Arizona, I think is where the fuck I am right now. Uh, but just so you know, regardless of where I'm at, it's the proud of PA, the West Side Landlord, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It gets no better than these four letters. This is worldwide, Dame, this week. <laughs> international. I mean, you, you. International, Dame. I mean, you might as well be in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, you. So and what's some, going on, man? How was your week, brother? Oh man, week been uh week been pretty good, dog. I can't complain, dog. You know, the shop been busy. Yeah. It's been a lot of motherfuckers in and out this bitch all week. Yo, I want to give a big shout out to my nigga Slimmy Hoffa and the Slimmy Hoffa show because I recorded that show last Sunday. My man Mike Buck dissed me so motherfucking hard <laughs> that Mike has inspired me to now just go bald. So the next time you see me, I will be a bald head from now and forever. Shout out to my nigga Mike But I won't even say Mike Disney. He just had he just had like a real honest it was like homie court. Uh, it was just a real hard and honest moment. So I just had to respect that shit. Man, you know, I have been wanting to cut my hair ball for a few years now, dog. Hey man, you know what? It's giving me thirty six good years. And Mike made a good point. I already wear it low as fuck anyway. For anybody that like see me, know me. Mike was like, it looked like my hairline was growing back from like me having a ball head. Like, That's how low my tape was. <laughs> Low key, not I think when we when they was on the show a while ago, he said that shit before, and I and it kind of went under the radar and shit, dog. But <laughs> for Mike telling the truth though, yeah, he telling the truth, so I gotta respect that shit. So I'll be at my nigga Tommy on Sunday because I fly back in town tomorrow. So when y'all hear this, I'll be in route back to Detroit. But uh, yeah, Mike said some real shit to me, and as a you know, as a nigga, I respect somebody I can like, you know, look too confidently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna cut the shit off. Well, you know, um, like my shit ain't fucked. I mean, not saying that your shit fucked up, but like my shit ain't fucked up. But I just been wanting a ball here for a while. I mean, my dad got one, my brother got one. I was feeling kind of left out, but uh, my barber said don't do it or it's never gonna grow back. So I just yeah, just. But I'm but I'm there though. Like my shit coming in, my shit coming in slow anyway. So like I'm I'm just gonna cross on over. Be on ball here, brother radio. I'm about to say if I get if I get a ball, you get a ball. We 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 didn't we didn't team double ball, brother radio for real and shit. <laughs> I got a ball here, but I mean, they're my homies. They're my homies. Yeah, but I yeah. got a ball here. That's crazy. Uh, so you you out in uh, Tempe? 
for what you doing yeah. out there, man? Tell the folks. What you uh, doing? You know, I'm fortunate enough to have a nine to five to let me travel a little bit. So I'm out here at one of our sites in Tempe, Arizona, doing some like support for their new agents that are on the, that just like got out of training yeah. and are starting to take calls for our patients. So I've been out here for a week, man, uh, since Monday. I had to, so let me give, let me give a little story time with Dame. I fucked up my booking coming out here to Arizona. Fucked it all the way up. Yeah, we, we talked so about that last this, week. Yeah, but <laughs> I get a whole story. So like, typically when we travel, like we know it, like I knew like a month and a half ago, I was going to travel to Tempe, but like some shit had just kind of, you know, just, just slipped my mind. So about two weeks before I was supposed to come out here, that's when we normally supposed to book is like two weeks in advance because you get the best price and this shit. So I mean, granted the company got money and I got a corporate car. Like they want me to, you know, to be frugal with the shit, but I, I ain't booked two weeks in advance. And then I didn't, (laughs) I didn't book my trip until like a week before I was supposed to come out here. Now, normally that's not a big deal. Normally it's not a big deal because like they'll be tripping about flights. But I got a new boss and he was like, the flight got to be under $500. Mm. So I was already over that shit. Like coming out here, if I would have flew out last Sunday when I was supposed to, the flight was going to be like 650. I ran it past my boss and she was like, nah, you need to figure it out. <laughs> She's like, I don't care if you got to fly in Alaska <laughs> first. Yeah. And she was basically like, I don't care if you got an eight hour lay- layover, like the flight need to go under $500. So I'm like, fuck. The only way I could do that shit was flying out on Monday and getting off the plane and coming straight to work. So nigga, my saga began like Monday at like three o'clock. I'm up had to call the Uber to come come scoop me up. I got to pick up my coworker cuz like I got I got a partner that fly with me so I'm responsible for her her travel and like, you know, her eating and shit. Wow. So I was up at 3 o'clock on Monday. My flight left out at like 6:50. I had an hour and a half layover when I got to Chicago. That flight ain't shit but like an hour and 20 minutes. So, so then I got an hour and a half layover in Chicago. Then we connect from Chicago to Phoenix. Uh, one thing I do want to say is O'Hare Airport is big for no fucking reason, and that shit is just fucking obnoxious. Like, it took me, like, straight up a half hour to get from one gate to another. Yeah, I saw I walk your, slow as fuck. I saw your, uh, your snaps of, of your day. Yeah. Yeah, so I was I was chronologically doing the, the timeline of all that shit. So then I get to Phoenix. I fuck, you know... For those that don't know, I am the Wayne County outlaw. Also, my license is in a bit of a, a state of an array. So when I got to, <laughs> so when I got to the motherfucking uh, the the uh, rental car spot, uh, I had to put the, <laughs> had to put the rental car in my partner name because they kind of frown on you having a suspended license and trying uh, to rent a car. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would. Pretty sure they would. <laughs> yeah. So, so that kind of fucked up that reservation. And then they wouldn't let me use my corporate card to hold the car because it wasn't going in my name. Yeah. So I, I got to take care of paying for that shit when I go back tomorrow. So anyway, we get the rental car and then we got to go straight to fucking work because like they was they expected us. Like they know we come in and typically we'd be there like eight o'clock daytime. And that's another thing that's fucking me up. Like it's a three hour time difference. So like nigga, it's, it's eight forty five now. It's, it's eight forty five. Yeah. Yeah, it's eight forty five there. So like my body don't give no fuck that it's sunshine outside. Like we, it's still We usually be wrapped up by this time on Friday nights. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still late. So I'm getting to the job and like Nigga, they expect us to get like right the fuck to work. So it's middle of the day for for me here. I've been traveling and up three, you know, since three o'clock. I make it there like shit about eleven. Th- I make it there about noon daytime, but it's like damn near three o'clock back home. So yeah. I'm like, normally I'd be wrapping up and shit. So I'm working till five o'clock daytime. Nigga, when I finally made it back to the hotel, I forgot where we ate at. We had some bullshit to eat on Monday. But, nigga, by the time I made it back to the hotel, like, nigga, I slept from, like, 8 o'clock to, like, 7 the next day. Yeah, and man. some shit that's, 
and some shit that's popping in Arizona that I've never seen before are motherfucking monsoons and sandstorms. Man, I actually saw that shit online. Like, some, I saw that, <laughs> that shit was on, somebody tweeted, it was like CNN re- retweeted or, or posted something, and they show like pictures of these goddamn sandstorms. It looked like Sharknado out there and shit, nigga. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it sounds like a like it's raining outside, but it's not. It's just sand. Shit, a ripping and the damn skin off, like, right? Yeah, but that's and that shit like was uprooting trees and shit. Like it's almost like it reminds you sort of like fog. Like if it's not that bad, because there was one yesterday. Like if it ain't that bad, you can drive in it. Yeah, but you know how like the fog get thicker, you can't see shit, and that's just how the sandstorms work. Like them, them shits will start kicking up dust for real, and then you can't see your hand in front of your face, and that's when it really be fucked up. Man, you know what's so funny is like uh. I was like, if I ever moved out of Michigan, I got to move somewhere that's warm. And so, like, I'm not going to Florida because hurricanes. I'm not going to L.A. because of fires and earthquakes. I'm like, well, I fuck around with Arizona. But them motherfuckers got droughts, rattlesnakes, and scorpions. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm staying in Michigan. Yeah, And and apparently sandstorms is too. Yeah, and scorpions are, like, real common down here. They like ants. No, like, I'm I, done stepped, I done stepped on some scorpions already. But no. if the motherfucker surprise you, they're going to send you straight to the hospital. No, I'm straight, fam. <laughs> but you know one other thing that's popping down in Arizona? What's that? Meth. <laughs> Meth is popping in Arizona. That like man, I got a funny story about meth, but we gotta talk about that off offline. <laughs> <laughs> you can fucking find meth anywhere down in this bitch. But yeah. I can't wait to get back to Detroit. There's like absolutely I miss my I miss my youngins. Uh there's absolutely no abundance of beautiful women down here. All the chicks that I met that kinda like look like something they're from other areas. Uh where you was at though? I mean you probably was at work. I mean, I from my understanding, I heard like Arizona nightlife is like baby Miami. I heard it be like uh, popping like that. I've been out a few nights already. Now, uh, I've been like the South Phoenix is like the hood. So, like, I've been out hanging out there, and I'm going out there in a few hours after dinner because it's like some First Friday shit that they got going on down here. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to party down in South Phoenix, and shit, I was in Chandler, which is like a suburb. Like, in terms of like relation, as far as like distance, Chandler is like fucking Livonia to Detroit and shit. Right. And like they got a they got a nice popping little little nightlife out there. I went to this spot called Barbecues. Like and that's where that's where the niggas be hanging at. So like that Was shit. it BBQs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They got BBQs in New York and a, and a couple other spots. Yeah, so like that shit was that shit was kind of popping. So yeah, they do got a little bit of nightlife, but like it's is is not what niggas are well, hyping you know, it up to be. We we kind of spoiled, man, because we don't realize Detroit got some of the most beautiful women in the world, uh, like in real life. Yeah, they do. Like they do. Well, and shit, man. You, uh, don't uh, fuck with nobody uh, with cowboy boots on, because the cartel will get your ass. Nah, man, I'm down here looking for a plug tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get. I'm All trying right. to get on. I'm trying to trap it out, trap it out the bando. So, you know, hopefully I run into a, a Jesus or a Jorge that can put me on and I can be the new meth connect for Michigan. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, no, just no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> Nigga on the phone, all type of bowl, all type of bowl right now. Uh, all right, man, it was a lot of shit that was going on this week, man. I don't know if you got a chance to pay attention, man, but. Uh, oh, yeah, I've been. I've still been in the loop of shit. Uh, shout out to this nigga LeBron James for the school that he opened up, man. Like that's uh, that's like the new that should be the new standard for for our superstar athletes. You know, these kids got enough fucking shoes and clothes, but like he really he really stepping out there and like educate trying to educate the youth. Uh, and shit. ain't shit wrong with that. These kids need it. Man, I think that's really. Do, do you think that should be the standard for 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 superstar athletes though? What I think should be the standard is that if you have the ability to, if you have the financial ability and the social status to reach back and help someone, that should be the standard. You know what I'm saying? Now, he's, 
you know, when you look at LeBron overall on the scope, like he's up there with like a Michael Jordan, a fucking Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson. Like he is going to be at the at the top of the, the stratosphere when it comes to athletes of like generational importance. OK. You know what I'm saying? And if you had that type of influence, like it's always going to be shoes. It's always going to be clothes. Kids always going to want to get fly. But like that is the generational divide in this country it comes down to education and you know the quality of your education honestly depends on the zip code in which you live and him being able to give these kids from the inner city a quality education i think that's commendable i think so too um so just to go over uh free tuition free uniforms a free bicycle and helmet uh free transportation within two miles free breakfast lunch and snacks a food pantry for families, GEDs and job placement services for parents, um, guaranteed tuition to the University of Akron for every student uh, who graduates. Uh, so I saw this post a million times, you know what I'm saying, on social media, um, which is, is, is dope, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I do want to uh, – what I did notice is – we don't got to tear somebody down and lift somebody up. I did. Yeah. I did. You know, we all, we always say like, you can like more, you can like more than one thing. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't have to pick or choose just because LeBron is doing this. You can't fuck with something else. It's cool to like more than one thing. Absolutely. Um, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, Jalen Rose for the open up the Jalen Rose, Rose leadership, leadership Academy. Academy back in 2011. Um, who did a lot of the same things that LeBron has done on a, I guess on a smaller scale because the budgets is different. Uh, but of course and he then, has a Jalen has a 100% Pokemon more high school. He has a 100% graduation rate and like 98% of the children uh, go to college. And what he does in the zip code that Jalen Rose grew up in um, basically gave you a private school education for free um, in the middle of the hood. Um, and he uses donations from his celebrity friends uh, to keep the school year is longer. The days are longer. Uh, they learn a lot more anytime, any day that you may be visited by uh, Isaiah Thomas or Jerome Bettis or insert famous person here. Um, and they come and they give back. Um, I wanted my nephew to go to that school. You know what I'm saying? When he was approaching high school, it's a great school. It's a great look. And I do appreciate um, him for doing that, man. He's a he's a real one. Um, so I did see a lot of people kind of like um, when LeBron shit came up, I want to make sure people know about the Jalen Rose thing because it did seem like LeBron got a hype, but you don't got to tear one person down, you know what I'm saying, to, to lift somebody else up. No, because Jalen is doing his damn thing too. And, you know, he's he's always giving back to the city of Detroit. It may not make the news because he's not – the caliber of athlete that LeBron James is. He doesn't have that same type of following. But like around here, that name Jalen Rose means something. 100%. Like the Fab Five are our heroes. Like they mean something. And he a kid from, you know, Detroit that put the city on his back, has always represented Detroit, always. And, and he continues to give back. And I didn't see, I didn't see Jalen Rose. I, didn't, I was out in L.A. I ran into Jalen Rose. He showed love. Was out in um, Vegas at um, – I was I was out in oh, Miami, matter of fact. I'm sorry, in Miami and in Vegas, ran into Dre, I mean Dre Rose, uh, Jalen Rose and shit. And he always show love, man. He's always in a good mood, even if he's not in a good mood, he comes off that way. And he show love to a nigga from the city. He always show love. Now, I don't like the fact that we tear people down to to build other people up, and just because it's publicized, just because it's not publicized, it doesn't mean it's not happening. So what I mean by right. is this, like, listen, dog, I understand that a lot of people like LeBron James. We're talking about basketball. We're not talking about as a person. I understand right. that people like LeBron James and they want to think that he is the greatest basketball player ever. But as soon as he dropped this school, it's that, oh, he's better than Michael Jordan because he opened up this school. Michael Jordan don't do this. Michael Jordan don't do this. Like in order to bring LeBron up to beat Jordan on the basketball court, y'all want to reference this. Now, I bring that up to say this. I also came across this article that has says, and I read it, and I had to make sure the article was real, which it was, that Michael Jordan has been quietly 
sending hundreds of kids to college. He sent over 200 kids to college since 2015 through his uh, Jordan Brand's Wings Scholar Program. Um, it's not that you you don't have to play basketball or anything like that, but like a full ride, over 200 children have went to college. Now, that's not something that Michael Jordan gets out there and jumps on television and says, oh, here, here, here. But everybody was shitting on Michael Jordan this week because LeBron did something good. And like y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Like y'all literally don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. One other thing that's been irritating me is that years ago, Somebody somewhere, well, Black Sports Online, I think. No, it wasn't Black Sports Online. I can't think of the name of the um, the the little website. Said Michael Jordan. Oh, talking about Michael sending Michael funding private prisons. Yeah, prison. he he invests in private prisons. No, the fuck he does not. It was a white guy no, named. That shit is pure bullshit. It's a white guy named Michael Jordan that that does or that did or whatever. And somehow that got attached to Michael Jordan, and people just kept bringing that up. Oh, he do this prisons. He do this prisons. No, the fuck he don't. Like he don't. Like stop saying that shit. Y'all sound silly because it's 2018. That shit is over five years old, and you walk around with a computer in your pocket every day. Like just stop saying dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's not true. So just stop saying it. Like it's just like not your, true. Your, your smartphone shouldn't make you stupid. Like, and you can't honestly just believe everything that you see posted in a meme or online. Like, you got that motherfucker. You got Google. Like, do the research. Like, it's really not hard to find. Dumb niggas with all. smartphones. Dog, you got yeah, dumb niggas man. with smartphones. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I it just irritating as fuck. But like. LeBron has done an excellent job with that school, man. That school looked like a fucking mansion. I didn't even know that was the school. I thought that was his house or some shit. Did you, did yeah, you see man. them steps? Yeah, but but I mean, when kids have somewhere to go where they can get excited about learning, where they can get excited about their future and their education, it helps. Like, half, half of the motivation, I look at, like, my experience when I came up growing up in school. Like, I didn't want to fucking be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you got somewhere you can go every day and you can feel that love and that motivation and that care, you know, man, that, that can make a difference for a young man or a young woman growing up. And it's a crazy statistic out there that prison systems or prisons are built based upon fourth grade or uh, standardized like test scores for third and fourth graders. Yeah. They, they can estimate, uh, how large or how many prisons to build. If you can start changing that cycle at third or fourth grade, so you can help to lower those numbers. I think that's commendable. I think a nigga going to beat on his baby mama, whether he went to school or not. That's just my opinion, but I get it. I get what people be talking about. You know what I'm saying? That just assumes that everybody that go to jail is like a thief who robbed a store or some shit. Some niggas just, but I, I definitely agree. But what I don't like is some people got gifts. Some people got talents. Some people are great orators. And some people got knowledge and some people don't. I don't think the standard for basketball players should be what does this person say about this particular issue? Because this person may not be the best authority to speak on this particular issue. Or this person may not be like if I'm not interested in opening a school, that's perfectly fine. What if I want to help the society or help? people in general in a different way like i don't think that everything is for everybody and like i have never right. heard somebody say where isaiah thomas school at have you ever you know what i'm saying like why is it it's yeah. always attached to michael jordan you know what i'm saying i don't think everybody i don't think every basketball player needs to speak up on all all social issues because you may not be the best person to speak on it you know what i'm saying like people who are specialized in that who know about that more power to you. But, like, I don't think you should do it just because, just because. You know what I'm saying? That's not your lane, then that's not your lane. And I think it's unfair also when, like, we as, like, fans, you can't count somebody else's pockets and what they should be doing with their money and, and their time and their talents. Like, we all, you don't know where their money is going to, what is what is going to help, what they're doing. And it's just really unfair to make those kind of kind of statements and assessments. Man, it's and it's also unfair to assume that your point of view on a given subject is quote unquote right and another opposing view is quote unquote wrong. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like so this week, um 
Dak Prescott is uh taking some heat uh because yeah. of his stance or his his thoughts and opinions on protesting during the flag and all other good shit. He say it shouldn't happen there. I don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not my position. But I can't tell that man his position is incorrect. Like him saying that he don't think that's the right place don't mean he not like that don't mean he support racism or he is against um or he is for police brutality, whatever. He thinks that that everybody got a, a different place in their heart for the American for armed services. People got a different place in their heart for NFL footballs and stuff like that. I am on the exact opposite side of Dak Prescott, but I can't tell that man that his opinion, his opinion or his belief ain't his. Like, how, how can I tell him he's wrong and I'm right? Now, granted, I don't agree with him, <laughs> but my, my opinion is not absolute. Okay, that's fair enough. I just think, you know, with with all the uh, attention around this flag bullshit that, I don't know, I guess people are just looking for him to say say something in support of you, you know, want the, you want somebody to the, the the copy back your opinion. I think this yeah. way. You should think this way too. Like, what if well, I don't think that way? What if I think the best way to protest that shit is after the game in a press conference when you come to me and put the microphone in my face? Like, what if that's the best time? Maybe I, you know what I'm saying. Like, people protest and do different things. Maybe he think, yeah. nigga, the way I take this, I think legislature is better than public outcry because you can outcry in the public all you want if no laws change then we're gonna keep doing that shit like so what if somebody just holds a different opinion that's not my opinion but i can't tell you that it's incorrect it's just different and different don't mean deficient it's just we hold different opinions now i now i think that the nfl protest is the perfect place for this particular protest because it's been three years and we still talking about it. The whole purpose of a protest is to disrupt. He was explaining where that's like a sacred place and all other good stuff. That's the whole point of protest is to disrupt. So I personally think that's the best place to do it because if it wasn't, we wouldn't still be talking about this shit three years later. Colin Kaepernick ain't played in the league and it's going on two years and we still talking about it. So clearly he picked the, the perfect location but who am I to tell somebody else their opinion is not valid? Man, I just like I would just love to see some team give Colin Kaepernick a chance, give him a shot. Before he was uh, blackballed from the NFL, he was a decent quarterback. There's a lot of bullshit second string and third string quarterbacks out here uh, playing in the league right now, and I just think he just deserves a shot somewhere. Just to see, just to showcase his talent to see if he does still happen. I mean, at this particular point, I don't even want him to play in the league no more, dog. Like, I mean, I know he want to. I, I don't want to take away his joy because he does want to play football. But it's like, I stopped watching the shit. I'm not interested in it. Um, and if it's like, if we know it's this racist and all these people, and like, why do I want to play with these niggas anyway? But I, I mean, just to. Just to see, like Colin Kaepernick, for better for better term, as a martyr, you know, he laid down his career for what he thought was right, yeah. and in return, you know, the he he's not getting back in return what he sacrificed. And I mean that that often happens when you decide to be the squeaky the squeaky cog in the wheel. You know, you're not you're gonna have to make that sacrifice, and you know, unfortunately, bodies. You know, when there's a war, there's going to be casualties, and it's unfortunate that he has been a huge casualty in the in this war. Uh, you know, for social injustice. Man, yeah, man. What I don't know, man, because uh, the Know Your Rights campaign, and he's been basically on a world, I mean, on a countrywide tour for damn the last year and a half, almost two years, and he's been reaching out. You go to the website, um, and you can see where he's at every week, every month. I don't know, man. I think he's getting a pretty good return on his best investment as far as the attention that he's brought to the to the situation and the lives that he's actually touched. You know what I'm saying? One-on-one is something that's 
from the outside looking in, a lot more impactful, you know what I'm saying, than than throwing a football. Um, you know, he's added he's added a, a new caveat to this Know Your Rights campaign that he is asking all of our Madden players, instead of bat, buying Madden 19 this year, that you take that fifty nine ninety nine and that you donate that towards the campaign. Yeah, actually, that was um, Van Lathan who uh, who who started that from uh, from okay. TM, from TMZ. But so uh, that's a great transition because this year there's a song on the Madden soundtrack. It's a YG song, but Big Shine is on it, and they Big Bank, and they uh, bleeped Colin Kaepernick's name out. Yep. Uh, they respond because then Big Sean tweeted about it. He said, "No one from my team located. I'm I'm not happy with the NFL. I'm not happy with the EA Ford or whatever." And EA responded to his tweet and was like, "Hey man, we messed up. That was our fault. It was a mistake. Um, we were told that he couldn't be in the game, so we didn't know. We thought he couldn't be on the soundtrack, which is on the game too. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so we bleeped the name out. That's what. They, so they trying to say it was just a misunderstanding." I mean, which is very plausible. You know what I mean? I guess they don't want to get sued. Uh, but if you don't like, if you don't agree with that and you think it was some bullshit and that was the underlay for the overplay, then uh, instead of buying that fifty nine ninety nine, drop that shit on the donation to the Know Your Rights campaign and you know exactly where your money. That's what you got to speak to these people with your money, man. That's all that yep. matters to them. Yeah, because that's the only place you could hurt them is in their pockets. Um, you know, I, I really commend that challenge because I'll be honest, man, I didn't, I watched the Super Bowl last year. Like I broke down and watched it, but I didn't watch any NFL games during the regular season. I mean, I'm a diehard Lions fan through and through, but I came from, I play Madden. I didn't play fantasy football last year, but like I buy my Madden and I play that shit. But he made a, a, I thought that was a very good and poignant point that, you know, we're going to support the cause we have to support it fully and you know what man this year i i ain't buying that you know i'm just uh, i'm not now i gotta put my money where my mouth is and stand on and stand on what i believe in so you know i plan on making a donation but it won't be no mad in my house this year i fucks with it dog um i know i don't play games no more so i got rid of i saw my ps4 i'm not doing i don't do that shit no more i don't be having the time to do it anyway but I will drop my fifty nine ninety nine uh to the campaign because at some point you do gotta I stopped supporting NFL. I, I rarely watch ESPN. Um I, I catch it on YouTube a couple couple joints, but like I'm not fucking with it, man. I'm I, I just can't do it. I was on the, I was at a bar on, on for a for a high second on Super Bowl Sunday. So the Super Bowl was on the television in the bar, on every single TV in the bar. I mean I finished up my drinks and dipped out. But I'm not fucking with it, dog. I'm sorry. Can't do it. I did play fantasy football last year because I already had committed some money. And, but I'm done. I'm done with the shit, dog. Yeah, my fantasy team, the Detroit Cardi Snatchers, did not, did not see any action last year. We probably won't see any action this year. Yeah. Uh, man, one thing before we move off uh, um, this type of stuff. On, on to the school shit, uh, I'm all for education. And, I mean, all that shit sound good. People been talking about, hey, man, open up some schools and da-da-da. I'm not for just opening up a school for the sake of opening up a school. Because if you're going to open up a school and teach that same bullshit poison that we've been being taught um, in the white man's history books, I'm not for it. So when we open up schools, we need to do shit that and have things in school that actually matters. We be talking about balancing checkbooks well not even a checkbook now just being able to balance your bank account um write a resume um they're teaching about compound credit interest rates and stuff in compound interest rates and stuff like that preparing you for real life because how to write how to write a resume how to apply for a home loan yeah Uh, you know what i'm saying how to how to learn how to get your credit together, like shit that you really, how to grocery shop. STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, like those type of things that we need to be focusing in on school. I just don't want a regular school pushing that same agenda that's always been pushed because I can do without it. Like you don't have to open up a brand new one if that's what you're going to do. And I'm not saying that against LeBron. 
I'm saying in general, when everybody say, yes, education, education, but you got to be taught the right things. You know what I'm saying? Because well, exactly. it's a lot of motherfuckers who got a lot of degrees who don't know shit. But but also on the on the flip side of it, a lot of that education starts at home. We have we as parents or <laughs> it you know, used should, to start should, at home. Well, it I, I can only speak for my household. Yeah. You know, the, those things for me start at home. You know, my mother told me a long time ago, and I this is some shit I'll never forget. She always used to tell me, like, being handsome wasn't going to get me far in life. You know, I had to, she, I remember her vividly teaching me how to cook. Yeah. You know, I knew how to, I knew how to prepare a full meal at 12, 13 years old because she taught me, she taught me those things. Yeah. You know, she, she made me open up a bank account and put money in and take money out and like deal with the bank in certain transactions at a very young age. So I wasn't intimidated by those things as I got older. And unfortunately uh, in this day and age in school, we may need to be teaching ourselves how to interact with the police. You may need to be teaching. Yeah. Our, we, we actually may need to be teaching people our rights. Colin Kaepernick is out there teaching people know your rights literally means know your rights. Like, yeah. A lot of these laws and different things, like there's no law. I mean, there's no, no, there's nowhere in school that teaches you right from wrong as far as the law is concerned. But you are expected to go out there and don't break any laws. There's no book to say, here go all the laws. Don't break them. You know what I'm saying? But you are expected to know them and not get in trouble. And yeah. like at some point, maybe we need to teach our children how to interact with police. What what your what the protocol is if you stopped or detained or whatnot, um, you know, but that's, that's again, for me, that's the conversation that's already started at home. My oldest is 15. He'll be 16 in April. We are about to do driver's training in a few weeks, you know, and I know I'm gonna have to get him a car in the next year or so. And, you know, I can, he, while he's, you know, not a tall boy, like he doesn't look like a 15 year old child either. You know, so I know he's going to have interactions with the police. He's going to be out with his girlfriend or with his little homies, and they're going to get flicked. You know, he's going to have a rolling a rolling stop. Hopefully he's a better driver than his father. But, you know, he's going to have his, his issues out there on the road. And I need for him to understand that it's a different day and age, son, and I just need you to make it back home. Man. Now, we can deal with court. I can get a lawyer. I can bail you out, but I just need you to come back home alive. Man, when we... Us start building our own schools. We we understand the situation that we've been placed in and we understand that everybody don't actually have a mom and dad at home. And honestly, it, everything I say, it used to start at home. But like when you 24 years old and you got a, a seven year old at the crib, whatever, like who taught you how to do the shit? Because you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because you only yeah. can teach your child what you know or what you think, you know. So like we just can't. We can't continue to put our babies at a disadvantage. Facts. We just can't. I was uh I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch the uh first part of the um Stand Your Ground documentary about Trayvon Martin. I did. Man, that shit man, I cried, nigga. I, I literally had tears in my eye watching that shit, dog. Like that shit is painful to watch, man. It was painful to hear man, it was painful to hear uh those now and one tapes the from the neighbors and yeah. with the people screaming and his mom saying like I know and his father saying like I know my son's voice that was my son screaming help me you know what I'm saying like that shit it was painful to watch it was painful to hear but I forced myself to watch it so like when you said uh that conversation starts at home um and when I was saying like maybe we need to have when, when we open up our own schools we need to we need to teach our children to how to encounter situations like that. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate that it has to happen, but it has to happen. Yeah. Comp, I mean, it's, it's very simple. It's a very simple thing called conflict resolution. Mm. And unfortunately it's, it, it does not get taught, but our, our kids are at a disadvantage systematically, economically, emotionally, because these kids from the inner city, from the hood, they come to school with a dope problem with real life shit going on and we have to understand that like they they're still kids at the end of the day and they need that educational and emotional support if you can if you can do something to help do it maybe teaching isn't isn't your lane maybe opening up a school isn't best 
But if you can give your time and talent as a mentor, right. I know for me, granted, I, I grew up in a two family household. I st- I had my parents, both of them until my mother died. My father is still alive in my life and very active. But I also had mentors growing up, you know, different men that I respected that, you know, were vocal in the in the local community, were were businessmen, hardworking men that I could, you know, call on if I needed sage advice that I couldn't necessarily get at home where I was, you know, not feeling comfortable talking about to my parents. I, yeah. It takes, it, it it honestly takes a complete village. You know, people, people on my block that, that gave me rides to work or rides to school, you know, people that just had a genuine interest in making sure that I didn't fuck my life up completely. Right, right. And granted that may not be your child, but if you don't, look at him as if you don't look at that child with love or try and help where you can, this could be 10, 20 years from now. This could be the nigga that's breaking in your house or busting you upside your shit. So granted it may, it may not be your child, but it's, it is a child. It is a part of your community. It's a part of our fabric. And we need to, we need to invest in children the same way, you know, we invest in our cars, our homes, our banks, because it's cliche to say that they are the future, but like they, they truly are. And the world is going to be built off of their backs as well. Facts, man. So I, I appreciate, um, LeBron James for that. I appreciate, um, Jalen Rose. And I appreciate all the charter schools that pop up who, um, like, so charter schools get a bad rap and rightfully so, I guess in some cases, but in some cases, these are the same teachers that were teaching in the public schools. They open up a charter school and they trying to run things the way that they think they should be run. You know what I mean? Um, and I got this from uh, Tariq. He posted a little meme, but no one is going to give you the education you need to overthrow them. Like, so if you just want to go to the to regular school in your little neighborhoods or whatever, I mean, cool, you're going to learn certain things, but, like, they're not going to give you the information that you need to truly reach your full potential. And it's just not going to happen. Right. It's not happening. So I, 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 I commend ahead, both of them. I commend both of those brothers. Um, I haven't got a chance to, like, dive deep and see what kind of curriculum that, you know what I'm saying, LeBron and them going to have. I mean, of course you need your, your, your core. It needs to be there. But I hope – some thing I hope they watch Hidden Colors. You know what I'm saying? I hope the real history goes in and about. You know what I'm saying? I I, I hope they start talking about national naturalized citizens, citizenships. You know, I I hope they go deeper than just y'all came over here on the boat one day and now y'all quote unquote citizens. You know what I'm saying? Yes, because because slavery interrupted black history. It's not a part of it. It interrupted our history. And if you look at any point in history, the oppressor has never given us enough information to overthrow them. Never. We have to go out and build our own schools, build our own community. That's, that's the reason why HBCUs were there. Like they, we, we had to educate ourselves and give our people a chance. Yeah. And I'm not shitting on any, when you, when you go anywhere else, or you look at any other nationalities, there there's a proud and a rich history. And we don't I don't I've all I've often felt like us as black people don't always revere our history the same way. Because you Granted, don't know it. Slave, yeah. And, and but we should be proud of it. We should we should take the steps to find out where we're from, who our people are. You know, make sure that we educate our children of that they came from kings and queens. Man. You didn't come from you didn't come from slaves. Man. Again, slavery is a part of our history, but that is not all of our history. You are there. There's blood of the blood in your veins is the blood of kings and queens. Man, also, man, this is a um. Sli- I mean, it's on topic, but slightly off topic. But this is going to be a part of our conspiracy uh, theory episode that I that is that is coming very very soon. I've been taking um time and being very careful with my bullet points because I don't want to just throw some shit out there. I do want to back some of this shit up. But uh, as far as our history goes, like a fam, we was here first. Um, What we refer to as native Americans or the Indians, they don't exist how we know them. Black people, us are the indigenous people of this land. We were dark skinned. We was, we was the black people here. And then we got mixed in. And when the last time you seen a dark Indian, 
Like they don't fucking exist no more. All the Indians look white because they've been infiltrated. Or I don't know, man. You go to some of these reservations, you'll still see like dark, darker Indian people. Indians was dark, as in African Aboriginal people. Like oh, okay, well no, you know what I'm saying. You that's that's the original people that was here indigenous to this land. Everybody around, everybody who's here in this country did not come over on a slave ship from Africa. It just did not happen like that. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's 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 completely the, the true. transatlantic slave trade. How it was portrayed to us did not happen that way. It just didn't. Um, a lot of us was already here. Clearly, slavery happened, but all y'all didn't come from Africa. Some of y'all just was already here and got put enslaved. But they told you only thing they tell you in, in, the, in the textbook is that all y'all came from Africa and y'all had slavery. That's not true, because if you if you believe that, then you got no claim to this land here. So I know that's kind of off off topic. But as far as it relates to these schools and education and the history in our schools, we need to talk about the real education and the real history, um, because I'm not just down for opening schools to further the complex that we already have now. We need to fix the situation. So much power and respect to everybody who's uh, fighting that fight. Yeah. All right, man. One last thing, man, that happened. Uh, it kind of it went national. It happened in the city, dog, and it's a uh, very disturbing, man. It don't really happen this often. Uh, but did you catch the video of the, the, the Detroit police officer and the young lady inside of the hospital? I did. I did. So for those who haven't seen um, the video, I don't know, it's about a minute or so. It comes on with uh, three or four Detroit police officers um, and they're like trying to detain inside of a hospital. Um, inside a receiving hospital. Inside a receiving hospital, trying to detain um, or get control of a naked woman. Uh, it's reported that she's mentally unstable um, and it looked like it from the video. Um, so she was very combative as far as what her words and uh, they're trying to get her to sit down and she spit on one of the cops and uh, he unloaded. I counted about 19 punches, um, try to drop her to the ground. Then he kind of went off camera or whatever. And well, like, she was eating them bitches. She was eating them bitches. Facts. But it's like, man, watching that video, First off, I understand why he did it. I'm not giving him a pass on it, though. Like, she spit she on you. Spit on she she spit, spit on you. You got angry. You beat her up. That's not legal. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not, you weren't being assaulted, even though I technically spitting on someone is assault. You beat her it up is. because you were angry at her. Like, it was four other people holding her down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally got angry that she spit on you and you attacked her. That's not right. She's already in a, she's literally in the hospital. She's not right in the brain. I get it. I don't want nobody spitting on me either. And if you would have just two pieced her, I could kind of, all right, get a nigga a suspension. <laughs> he lost his temper for a hot second. But like you hit her like 19 times or more. Like he was doing some, he was like, you know, in Street Fighter, when you beat up the car for the extra points. <laughs> Yeah, that nigga was unloading combos, dog. Like, Jesus Christ, and that was black on black crime. Technically, <laughs> I don't hate to I hate to say that, but that was like that. That was that wasn't a white cop beating a black woman. That was a black cop beating a black woman. You know what I'm saying? One, keep your hands off our black women because they are underappreciated, undervalued, and underprotected. I understand that she may have been men- mentally, um challenged or whatever whatever the pc word is man i just can't rock with that dog i just can't rock with that at all man some got like we can't we can't stand behind that no i can't uh the police officer has been suspended without pay um i heard with pay no i thought it was without pay well i know he's been suspended at least uh which i think is commendable by the police chief um, they're saying that the officers didn't follow protocol and <laughs> the fact this woman was not, she should have been handcuffed to the chair. Thanks. Now that's not necessarily going to stop somebody from spitting on you, but maybe it can help control the situation a little bit different. Cause they wouldn't have been trying to have you sit down and wrestling with you to sit down. If you already sat down handcuffed to right. the chair. So, uh, Thanks. like, so, I, I mean, it, we don't get a I, lot of I, cases of, of, of 
because they do still happen. But we don't get a lot of cases of black. I, I can remember three vividly recently in recent history in the last couple of years of, of our, our black officers um, beating on black people. And I'm pretty sure it probably happens more than that. But in general, man, we don't really deal with that as if as much as, say, L.A. or New York City or something like that or some of these other Florida or some shit like that. And sometimes we get complacent and we be like, oh, we good. You know what I'm saying? Detroit cops are going to do this. They're going to do that because they black, too. And I don't think the issue with all the police officers is that they white. I think it's that because they're police officers and they deal with a certain level of, of trauma and violence every day. And I think them niggas got like a, a police version of CTE or something like these niggas not right in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going what the outcome is going to be. I don't know what a better way to handle it would have been. Uh, it's unfortunate that it happened, but I'm glad that some immediate action was taken. Yeah. I mean, the best way to handle it is you wipe that spit off and you go, you go into the other room, you go walk that shit off. You can't attack. You can't attack because you upset. You know what I'm saying? If you're being attacked and you want to defend yourself, cool. But that wasn't you wasn't defending yourself. You was angry that you got spit on and you went and attacked that woman. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't I can't stand behind that. I can't rock with it. So we need to be just as outraged with this particular incident as we are outraged with every other particular incident that's involving a white person, a white cop. You know what I'm saying? Because the act is the same. You abusing your power and you beating on somebody that you didn't you didn't have to you didn't have to take it that route. So I, I would like to see the same amount of outrage. Yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been a tough week on on, on uh in in race relations. <laughs> tough. Hey week, man, man, every hey man, every week when you black is a tough week for race relations. Facts. All right, man. That's all I got on the list, man. This week, dog. I think that's enough. Oh, uh, one thing. Heavy. Well, it's it's a it's a couple other things I just want to touch on. I've been getting a lot of flack because I said something very wild last week about Bruce Wayne possibly being a homo. <laughs> he fooled it. <laughs> and, and that Batman might be might be gay, but I have more proof to my cause that Batman might be gay. Oh, here you go. Would you, would, would you like to hear them? Here they go. Batman was pretty much like Michael Jackson. He had a nice fly house, you know, lots of fly cars, and he lived with a little boy. <laughs> Are you saying Michael Jackson was gay? Uh, it's, it's debatable, but Robin lived with Batman. And if you are a grown man that lives with a boy that does that is not – you know, blood related, it looks kind of strange. Did Robin live Michael, with him though? For a period, yes. Hmm. Michael and Bruce Wayne had fly cars like Michael Jackson, lots of money and a fly mansion to live in, also like Michael Jackson. And Bruce lived with a young boy. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying make it make sense to me. What young boy did Michael Jackson live with? And then we'll never know. All right, dog. but he was but he was known to, he was he was known to have young boys at the house and and giving them Jesus juice. Oh, All shit. I'm saying is that you know Bruce Wayne was kind of rich, probably a lot of liquor flowing around the crib. You know he did. If I if let's let me strip it down even further as to why Bruce Wayne might be gay. He rode around in the car in a leather outfit and walked the streets at night. That sounds like a nigga going to Menjo's. All right, dog. <laughs> I mean, just, right, just make just make it make sense. I mean, right, make it man. make sense to a nigga. All right, dog. Uh, shout out to Eric, man. He broke that shit. That's down. all I'm saying. Like, shout dude, to Chaz. I, he broke I get what down. it is. Just make it make sense to me. Uh, let me see. I really didn't have like a strong ass music pick oh, for the week. I, I got a recommendation uh, for you, then. Okay. From our homie, uh, name tag Alexander. He just dropped his project. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Hello? L.A.B.L. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we dropped out. Um, no, no, I'm here. I got good signal. I got I got Wiffy in the room. Okay. Free Wiffy. Um, name tag on there spitting some fire, fam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to reach out to name tag real soon. But 
very talented young brother. Uh, you know, he's got bars. He's um, got them. Yeah, the uh, label volume two, um, the mixtape, uh, or the mix. He was very creative when he put mixtape because he kind of got EP in parentheses and shit because you know how, how they doing with the. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But uh, label volume two. Um, and he's, and he's got it. So, I mean, I haven't heard it myself, but I know name tag typically puts things out on all all streaming sites, all digital platforms. Yeah, you can Some go to his. Uh, yeah, you can go to his you website. Yeah, I'm still there. You can go to his website. Uh, Lee. Jay. Yo, can you hear me? Okay. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to the homie Slimmy Hoffa. Slimmy sent me two joints from his new upcoming project, and he got one song with Quay that is a certified banger. I'm hoping that he put a video out for it. He said he's writing up treatment for it, but my nigga Slimmy Hoffa is cooking up some shit and he's got it on the way. That's what's up. Uh, you can hit a, you can find a name tag project at a Lee and be legendary.net. You can go to his shit right now and uh, listen to it, stream it the whole nine yards. But uh, you got a who's who's man's this week? Yeah, I do got a who's man's this this week, and it's a returning champ. He might be the, the we have given this nigga who's man's is this more times than he got like a whole month worth of who's man's is this. Uh, do, and, do we just name it after him? We gonna call this the this is the forty five edition. This is probably the forty fifth time that he's gotten who's man's this as, as well. Uh, for some reason. Uh, 45 has decided to suggest that you need an ID to purchase groceries. What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> make, make it make sense to me. Why that's, do I need identification to feed my kids? So that's what I was saying. So when the person, well, my homeboy Cortez posted, I'm like, what I was like, was do what are they trying to get like people to um like stop, um, selling food stamps, you know what I'm saying? Because like, if you had to turn your ID in, like, oh nigga, it's not your card. I'm like, oh, maybe I can see that, but he said, no, that's not what it is. He's really trying to get to the point where um, you got to show your ID at the polls for voting. So if you got to show your ID like for groceries, then it shouldn't be a problem for you showing your ID um, at the voting at polls. Um, and I'm conflicted with whether you should show your ID at a poll at polling stations or not um but i think this whole grocery shit is fucking ridiculous um i think it's wild and i think he need to get the fuck out of here does donald trump have a friend yeah man mike pence is his homie oh yes the other the other nigga the other co who mans is this is that preacher nigga that he be with all the time the black one i can't think of his name but he said that donald trump is the most pro-black president we've had in his lifetime I'll, oh, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go give you more any. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Who man's is this? Um, but what do you think about showing your ID to vote? No. Why not? No. Because I don't fucking have to. This ain't no traffic stop. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to vote. I can't go. I can't. They already know where I. They already know where you live. They know what voting area that you're in. I just need to come in and check my name and fucking vote. I'm alive. What if, let me let me just vote. On the reason I say I'm conflicted, what if I go vote for you and I vote the wrong prime? Like, how do you like? How do you stop that? I mean, there's, there has there's an element of human error in everything that we do. You can't stop it. Like mistakes will be made. It's not a no, not mistakes. Process. I'm talking about purposely. I, I I purposely go vote for you. To change your vote. Oh, I don't know, man. Cause like I can see that shit happening. Like, or I know certain people are not gonna vote, or you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're gonna get a whole bunch of fake niggas that go show up and we all voting for Donald Trump, even though you're not really gonna vote for Donald Trump. So like say the city of Detroit got poor voter turnout, right? And you can take a look in statistic wise and be like, Oh, I know half y'all niggas not going to vote and these half these people not. So we're going to send people to the polls to vote for y'all and y'all not checking no IDs anyway. And we just going to vote for Trump for you. Like I can see some shit like that happening. So I'll be, I'm torn. Now I understand that if you did have to vote, like people who got warrants and shit like that, it'd be this, like, I'm not trying to go to jail. Cause you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get it, but it's, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of torn in between. 
I'm I'm torn. But he's, I mean, you make, you make a good point, but I don't I don't know. I think it's more influential in like local elections, and when I look at you know like the election for presidency, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I ain't got the answer. I ain't gonna front like I do. Yeah. Um. I just all I know is. 45 gets who man's it is and that little hoe ass preacher he be having with him he get it too fair enough alright man give out your shit man uh cause it is time for the benediction and this is Reverend Dame Dollars uh you can catch Dame Gone Wild on Twitter Instagram uh I'll be on Snapchat probably tomorrow because I got another early ass flight so I'll be detailing my fucking struggles to make it back to the west side of Detroit, Jerusalem. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, Jay Johnson, 313. Follow Shop Talk Podcast, Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Um, and man, book some time, man. Go to shoptalkpod.com. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Day. Oh shit! Excuse Hell me. Hell yeah, Jay and Dave. We Jay and Dave. You, you can't burp during the middle of it. Dude. I know, my bad, man, my bad. Burping and shit. Uh, we are Jay and Dame. Peace out. Peace.